0: Bam, we're live. Good morning. Good morning. Matt, good morning, brother. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, Eaton Beaver, good morning. Matt, congrats on all the success too, buddy. It's cool what you're doing. It's cool what you're doing for your gym, your community, the state of Ohio, the entire CrossFit community. I don't have the... Oh, maybe I do have the clip right here. Let me see. Matt's running this. If you haven't seen the couple podcasts I've done with Matt uh, Schindeldecker, You got to check him out. He is uh, running a very successful program helping uh, youth who are uh, in the court system. I'll pull it up in the next few days. Uh, Running a program that um, uh, kind of grabs youth as as they come out of the court system and are headed to Juvenile Hall, and instead they have the option to do CrossFit for several months. And, uh, they can, and he set up the program. So gyms all over the state of Ohio and all over the country can sign up and try to get programs like this in their area so that the kids don't go to juvenile hall, don't become part of the revolving door and instead get, uh, put into, you know, a CrossFit class that they do regularly, um, that their probation officer, the judge, their whole basically circle of people, uh, end up participating in, and it has a crazy success rate. And that's led to relationships that Matt has with the entire state of Ohio, which led to him recently doing a workout um, that the most exciting part isn't necessarily that that they did the workout, but that um, emails are now going out to every single uh, highway patrol officer in the state of Ohio, maybe every single officer in the state of Ohio, notifying them of uh, CrossFit workouts. So it's cool stuff. It's probably worth just bringing Matt on once a month and get updates on that program. It's so cool. Mr. Weed, good to see you. Glenn, hey. Jan, yo. What's up, dude? Uh, Morning. Fake Craig Howard is here. Yep, I see it. Thank you for... um, Thank you for accommodating my... uh, My uh, little eyes. I was thinking... I was watching the president of Instagram... um, Who I'm not a fan of even in the slightest he is the most woke of woke he's a scary man he is akin to something out of it, out of being a james bond villain or you know something out of like uh germany world war 2 he is a scary scary man some it, it it's a uh he's not a good dude and i was watching him and he was being interviewed super beta I'm super racist, just all that crazy woke stuff, all the the craziest of the crazy woke stuff. And I'm watching him being interviewed and I'm watching him drink a Coke during the interview. Him and the podcast host are drinking Cokes. And I remember when I used to be a, um, I've never used, the only reason why I've ever used tobacco or nicotine is because someone else was using it. Hey, good morning, Greg. Good morning. I never just walked into a store and bought a pack of cigarettes. It was always like I was at a party somewhere and someone was smoking and that's how I tried smoking. And that's how I know that that stuff, th- that's how that stuff spreads. Right. When you're in the new one of your friends is drinking a Coke, drink a Coke. When you exercise, And that's basically, um, uh, that, that's basically how that works. And I was thinking about, um, and, and you, you wear Nike clothes and, and, and then, and then you and then your friends would wear Nike clothes and that's how that works. If you want to, you know, for example well, Nike is one of those companies that mandated the injection for their employee. You didn't take the injection. They fired you. You lost your job. And so that's kind of what we're all doing here on the planet. We're all signaling each other through our behaviors on what people should and shouldn't do. And that being said, I was thinking about just recently, just in the CrossFit space, that, that whole uh, incident that's quite hilarious that happened on Lauren Fisher's Instagram account where people were upset because she played a um, – I, I forget even what the name of the movie is. But the name of that movie where um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays a black guy and he says – the, and then Ben Stiller says the word retard. And people are upset about something as subjective as painting your face black and the word retard. And yet you have people, leaders in the fucking community, drinking Coke, which is a Tropic of Thunder. Thank you. Which, by the way, I think is just a stupid movie. I don't know why so many people like it. Um, but um, it's it's amazing that something that's objective and real, like drinking Coke is bad for you, gets a pass. But something that's subjective, like calling someone a retard, gets people up in a frenzy. It, it, it makes me think that we're we're surrounded by retards. <sighs> That's my, my morning thoughts. Hi.
1: What's up, kid?
0: What's up, dude?
1: So Lauren should get in trouble.
0: Kinda. Yeah. I mean they tr- they tried to you know every Tom Dick and Harry who was offended came over to her Instagram account and was like you should be ashamed of yourself and and what's worse is they even do stuff like um people were like saying stuff along the lines of I'm, I'm disappointed in anyone who even follows this account. You know what I mean? Like even shame people who are her friends. It, it was. It, it It's nuts. It's nuts. These people think that they're being kind, but they'll just publicly roast anybody. For, 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 I don't, I don't know what their deal is. Well, I do know what their deal is. <laughs>
1: Speaking what's, of, a, what's, a Lauren, what's a Lauren Fisher web property look like?
0: What's her Instagram account look like?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'll, I'll show. I'll show you. She's a. Uh, she is someone you know. You know, ten years ago, she was big in the scene. She put on a shitload of followers. I mean, she has a massive account, bigger than most of the superstars in the sport, even. But she um. I think kind of her claim to fame is she was supposed to be the every girl's girl. You know, she was one of the first one that talked about like, Hey, I'm not, I I don't have a perfect body or I started when I was young. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of your standard, you know, CrossFit account, her working out, her getting married, her pushing product. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's your, it's your standing, her, her, her and her boyfriend, her boyfriend's really cool foreign dude. Um, yeah, just, this is, it's pretty that's a pretty normal um you know what i mean she's a bit i think i think i don't follow her closely but as i recall she's a big like pro girl girls can do things you know what i mean she, that that's kind of her angle i don't want to go as far as to say she's woke because i don't i don't follow her closely but like usual it does seem like the woke eat the uh woke oh here's here i'll play you the clip here here it is it's right here this is it this is what people are upset about
1: what do you mean Check
0: it out. Oh Sorry, hold on a second. I, I missed the best part. Let's see if I can... Um... Did you ever see that movie, Greg?
1: No. You're not missing out. I know it was well-received.
0: We yeah, people love
1: it. How do I get out of here? Um...
2: Everybody knows you never go full retired. You mean...
0: So that's it. That's the clip. The guy says, everyone knows you never go full retard. And then Ben Stiller goes, what do you mean? And then all these people are like, you know, every mom and dad or brother or sibling with someone who has Down syndrome chimed in and said, you're basically despicable. It's like, dude, those are the last people I would think, by the way, who would chime in. I thought that they would want to be like, hey, I don't want a word that's going to offend my kid. Like, it's cool. It's fine. Anyway.
1: That's that. Just I, I would have figured that a Lauren Fisher website would have no no words on it, nothing spoken. Just all pictures. Yeah, and then she look, she included a little soundtrack with some words and it fucked her up.
3: <laughs> she, didn't
1: she doesn't need them, they don't help her. Just go you know with the pictures. Need? Yeah, yeah stick to big. Right. Yeah. I mean, why, why risk it with a fucking words? Me, meaning that
0: the meaning most of the people who follow her probably are just are picture book kind of people.
1: It's a visual thing. She's a visual yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, fair, fair. They
1: let's, got some let's words. Talk about memorable Lauren Fisher quotes.
0: <laughs> That's uh, what you're saying is highly offensive, Greg.
1: No, I mean, it's like she's a she's a visual property.
0: I agree. Well, yeah. a, 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 in, in her mind, too, also, and, and probably in a lot of people's minds around her, too, she's a um, also like...
1: That's like, it's like you won't believe what the Pet House Pet of the Month said. It's unbelievable. Look what she's done to her career. And someone said, well, who let her talk? Why she can say anything?
0: Well, she's also a woman power uh, persona. You know what I mean? Hey, look if what women do, can do pardon me
1: that she does that with pictures not thoughts right
0: right good point good point hey I did mean, you see a, that
1: there's, there's a there's a good chunk of the community that are they're celebrated for their physical appearances and capabilities and you, and that's what they're about and it's unfair to expect them to use words or use them intelligently thoughtfully or meaningfully
0: or in this circumstance, like would you be a fan,
1: Would you buy a parent and be pissed off because he couldn't do your fucking taxes? Or, or no, that's your You'd problem. Pi-
0: but Greg, in this instance, it's her audience that's also not prepared. Her audience is also not prepared to handle words.
1: Words—they're not word people. That's why you're a Lord yeah. Fisher fan because you not like words,
0: right? Um, uh, clock. Uh, the woke went full retard on the never go full retard clip. Seems like some sort of milestone has been reached. <laughs> uh, Adam Blakesley. Uh, Lauren was the first hot, uh, first young hot CrossFitter when all the women were a little older in the beginning. Yeah, she was really young, right? She was like seventeen. And she had and she had a, a, a brother also in the space k- kicking ass.
1: So hey, not, not really a word guy right
0: um did you see what i sent you last night did, did you see the text i sent you uh, basically um uh let me see if i can find it it was this thought i had uh is crossfit a libertarian practice more than a fitness practice like if you had to put it in a hierarchy would you say it's a it's a health practice a libertarian practice and then a fitness practice is it is it a libertarian practice? Do you know what I'm asking in this? Maybe not. Meaning, there's such a high there's such a high premium put on personal accountability, personal responsibility, and the outcomes make you an ideal a libertarian <laughs> in terms of what a libertarian uh, what uh, someone should contribute to a libertarian society. That if you're that if you're not a libertarian. And you bring that 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 thought practice like the next thing I know is um, there's going to be people doing burpees for you like a progressive would be like, hey, it's not fair that this person has to do 100 burpees. They're overweight. So I'm going to do 50 of their burpees for them. Like it's just it's, it's just not made for a, a, the victim mind. Yeah, there's and, and, and the way it led to activism, the way it started pushing up against um, uh Everything that was going on in society, you know what I mean? It was, it was pushing right up against it.
1: There are ideological perversions that, that have trouble nesting in all kinds of systems. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to carry the, uh the uh, lefty ethos into farming, for instance. You know, something that, that requires you get up every morning at five o'clock without thought and s- commit to service to to your animals and your project, and it's uh you not you just don't see you just don't see uh, uh, liberal farmers for the most part. They're an anomaly. Is
0: that re- is that really true?
1: Yeah, for the most part.
0: Yeah, that's you crazy. Know. Yeah,
1: if you if you if you if you you got you got two people, ones in a Prius and the others in F one hundred and fifty. Let's take a wild guess at who the Trump supporter is and who the who the Biden supporter would be. Now well, that's why you get someone that's you know you, you you'll notice the exceptions to that, right? Remember when Pat got the Prius and we were like, dude. The fuck's the matter with you?
0: Uh, Sherwood got one. Yeah, yeah.
1: We I have know, a we I have know, a couple I, here in town that have uh, traveled the entirety of the California coast, and they're his and her. Uh, uh, I think they have Bell Jet Ranger helicopters, and for fun, they photographed the entire coast and then gave that to the state coastal commission and got pats on the back and. But they have photographed through their his and her helicopter every every inch of the California coastline, and I think she's president of the Prius Club, where they sit around at nice restaurants and and look down their nose at all the poor people driving cars that uh, that uh, emit fumes. Comfortable that hers emits no fumes because she plugs it into the fucking wall.
0: It's great. It's just, uh,
1: it's, you know, uh, a couple that has a
0: the of uh, the they fly helicopters together. They have two helicopters and they fly them together. The whole state does. Knows of them?
1: Yeah, they are CrossFitters. They're, 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 they're nice people. I mean, I like them, but their but their ideology is an absurdity.
0: <clears throat> uh, Dan Guerrero, uh, Savon, you clearly don't. You clearly don't regularly go to affiliate, Savon. Uh, dan I, I i'm willing to bet that i've been to more affiliates in the last month than you have maybe you've been to your affiliate more than i've been yeah. to affiliates but i bet you I've been to more affiliates than you have in the last month or the last two months or the last three months or the last four months how's that
1: yeah I, I, like i don't i don't know what regularly go with mean but uh Dan i think you missed that one it's yeah it's it feels laughable
0: it's it seems to be a um well they like they, these They like to pick on me because I'm not a member at an affiliate. So then they think I just never go to any affiliates. Speaking of uh, picking on. I've dropped
1: dropped into five or six affiliates in the past month or two. Um, Hello, just drive by, let's swing in. Maggie and I just did that a few days ago.
0: And Maggie also belongs to an affiliate, right? In uh, Coeur d'Alene? Yeah. Dan Guerrero, sorry, worked out an affiliate. All right, that's what I thought you meant. Uh, Did you see this thing? So I used to be a big Howard Stern fan. Greg actually introduced me to Howard Stern. This is probably back in two thousand nine or ten, and uh, I was a huge, huge fan. And then the whole mass thing popped up, and he started saying some crazy shit, crazy, crazy shit. He was a fuck your freedoms uh, guy. He was like, "Hey, the only way to stop this is get the injection guy." He was he was I, I can't think it. He was he was completely extreme, right? That basically locked those people inside if they're not injected.
1: Sevy, he went full blown Chicken Little.
0: Yeah. And now it looks like um, it looks like he's having issues with his uh, neurotic paranoid. Howard Stern says his fear of COVID is causing fights with wife Beth. And uh, I, I looked it up and it. I can't tell if it's just a bit on his part, but it sounds like she, she it sounds like he's completely fucking freaking out again. And she doesn't want to do the game again. She does She's completely over it. And so it's causing um, issues in their marriage. But here's the part that's tripping me out. There's a difference between being afraid of COVID and thinking it's bad for everyone, and then there's another thing that's just like, hey, he knows he's neurotic, and yet he still – this is what's bad about people. He, he still wanted society to conform to his neuroses. Do, do, do you see the difference in that? Like let's say you're just terrified of cars and you know you, – let's say you're just terrified to go up in planes. You don't ask the whole world to stop flying planes. But this guy's acutely aware that it's his fucking issue. He has handwashing issues. He has germ issues. He has uh, uh, all sorts of weird issues like that. And yet he would go on his platform, which is, you know, second largest platform in the world. He had 30 million regular listeners and spart- start spouting stuff like, hey, fuck your rights. Everyone take the injection. You shouldn't be out- allowed outside or in public unless you take the injection. Fuck your freedoms. He was, you know, he was on the Arnold Schwarzenegger tip. It's crazy. It's gross. It makes him completely unlikable to me. I, I can I, I can forgive someone for their own paranoia, their own issues, but then to start pushing them on everyone in society. He knows he became, better.
1: He became less interesting through COVID.
0: I want do you know the last time you listened to him? Uh
1: no, it's been years.
0: Yeah, but but we used to listen to him all the time, remember? Yeah. Yep. yep. Stern has been irrelevant for a while. Did he? Did he? I, I wonder what the numbers are on his show.
1: Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I would think they'd have to be diminished.
0: Uh, Mooney, Howard has a COVID derangement syndrome. Uh, Bloss, he's a victim of brainwashing machine. He's acting dumb, but he really is a victim. He's just not ready to deal with it. I don't know. it. it Not my favorite word, victim, but at some point, you have to, when you're influencing more people than people are influencing you, I just can't give you, I can't even give you an out with the word victim. I don't like the word anyway, but.
1: Sandy, is he like McDonald's? Has he lost listeners? I mean, I I would think we're unusual. I think there's just a generation that isn't interested. In him? Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll type in a.
1: I mean, we got. I've got. We've got a generation that doesn't go to McDonald's. The,
0: their numbers are waning too. That thing. Oh yeah. Uh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Let me see ratings.
1: And the repeating on Fox News of his paranoia. I. It feels like publicity for Howard.
0: Oh, like to do it on to help him out?
1: Yeah, like his PR people hit him fox. Can we get a spot?
0: Yeah, it looks like his numbers aren't public. But, it, it, but Sirius is a public company, right? <coughs> hmm, I can't find anything just with a quick search. According to Washington Post, he averaged 12 million listeners per day. Almost anyone could have access to Howard in their car radio. I think when we were listening, they were claiming 30 million a day.
1: I remember 20 for quite a while.
0: Okay. How old is he now?
1: 69, 70. Looks good. He had a good run.
0: Yeah, 69 years. He had a great run. His wife's 51. Beetlejuice is 55. Holy shit. I can't believe that dude lived to 55. Did you see... Uh, uh, um, do you know who Novak Djokovic is? Yeah. Did you see he won the uh, US Open?
1: Um, I I figured you might, but there was a guy that got beat that wasn't supposed to, too, right?
0: Oh, it wasn't... I, I didn't follow it quite... I didn't follow like a sports aficionado. I followed it more like... Because Moderna was the sponsor of the U.S. Open this year. And they had like the Moderna shot of the day and all that stuff. And basically, two years ago, they wouldn't let this guy come to the United States and play. (laughs) This year, he comes and fucking wins it. What a cool dude. How proud would you be if if that was your son? uh, Stood up against the machine, right? Or just your friend, right? Stood up against the machine, didn't get the shot. You know, he still flew to Australia when they told him he couldn't come. I mean, they sent him home. I don't think he played. They sent him home. They even, I think, threatened to jail him. Didn't take the shot and then comes and wins the Moderna U.S. Open. It's good. And, he, and, he, and you know, they have the shot of the day, and it's kind of the joke. And, and yeah, I get it. It's him. <laughs> Was was uh, someone says the best thing was watching uh, Bill Gates's face watching Djokovic win. Was Bill Gates in the audience? You, I don't, I don't remember where we were, but a couple days ago, you, you had said that thing to me, where it's like, man, people, f- people, people will not, people will avoid genetically modified food, but they'll wait in line to get the injection. They'll have this huge tizzy against GMOs. And yet they're more than willing to, you know.
1: Yeah, I got friends sorting through their cornflakes, looking for the GMO flake. Uh-huh. It will stand in line for hours to get themselves genetically modified.
0: And their kids.
1: Yeah. So my wife's sorting through people to see if they're genetically modified or not. <laughs> like cornflakes.
0: Uh Dildo Greg is a hand coffer. You got to be kidding me. What's what's the other option?
1: <clears throat> what's the other option? I don't want I don't want spray shit on my screen and I'm here by myself. And I I've, I've got I got this from everyone in the house who's had it for longer than I have. So
0: That's what happens when you, well you just had 9 kids there. Yeah. And now you got 4. With Elbow cough.
1: There's always someone sick, about to get sick or was sick
0: elbow coughing what you are you he, he, we're born pre-1980 no one no one born pre-1980 coughs into their elbow i do sneeze into my shirt uh david weed uh, bill gates should go to gitmo for the rest of his life i agree i got this uh i don't know who this lady is Oh, uh, Christy Knapp. I got a little... uh, I I enjoyed this. I got a little uh, comedy piece for us this morning. Good way to get the show dinged. Here we go.
3: These weren't perfect, but I'll tell you what they didn't have. There were no uh, safe spaces. There were no trigger warnings. And there were no fucking peanut allergies. Well, why? Because for thousands of years, the only people who could have children were ones who could hunt for food, build shelter, and fight saber-toothed tigers. (laughs) Now, there are people having kids who can't eat wheat. Oh, but Christina, it's an allergy. You don't know. Well, I do know. I ain't fucking a guy that's scared of toast. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you something. My favorite question when I go to a restaurant is when a a waiter asks me, Ma'am, do you have any food sensitivities? I can't fucking laugh hard enough. (laughs) Like, no, boo boo. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't I have, I have zero sensitivities to any 80s Perfect.
0: Christine Knapp. It's good. Yeah, what a good, what a good art comedy.
1: We get asked, do you have any food allergies? And I said, I'm allergic to people, allergic to shit.
0: Perfect. You think when she, you think when she does that, that like she's practicing that. She even practices the snort. It's like all like just, it's just dialed. Is Greg Greg wearing a maga Uh, hat? No, he's not. No, I think that's a bike hat. Is that a bike component?
1: uh, uh, Scope people. Worse yet, for guns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is there. Remember, everyone deployed issuing. Vortec. Good people.
0: Uh, Sebi, your mic seems a little much. How's that? I just lowered it. How's that? Is that better? I lowered my mic. Thank you for thank you for telling me. Nothing worse than a loud on. You own their scopes? Did you, how'd you end up with a hat? You bought a scope, came with a hat?
1: Uh, I have one of their scopes, but someone gave it to me at the games. Years
0: ago, and the, I think I remember that hat. the The letters are raised, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I saw this. I thought you would like this too. I heard um someone say that the reason why MJ is a better player than LeBron is because of his his um his emotional appeal. I heard a fighter saying that that it's important to have an emotional connection with the audience. But but I saw this the other day, and I thought of you. I don't mean I don't really know why, but here we go.
1: I still have Jordan number one, LeBron number two.
2: Jordan dominated the NBA in a way that LeBron has it. Jordan had two three-peats in seven years. Everyone else who has stepped on the planet has one three peat in 54 years. Once Jordan started winning, no one else could win. He kept a host of Hall of Famers from winning championships. Ewing. Barclay, Drexler, Olajuwon, Shaq, Lebron hasn't done that. Lebron locked down the East for eight years. Jordan did that to the entire NBA.
1: I still
0: good argument, right?
1: It's powerful. I'm biased, though. I shouldn't weigh in
0: because it's from your because he's from your era, and you're not a Lebron fan.
1: No. Okay. No, it's a. Uh, it's uh, LeBron on politics. Oh, right. And may, maybe specifically his uh, accusations of that cop from that righteous shooting in Columbus where the young lady was about to pierce the sternum of another with a knife and the cop got off quick shots and before the smoke cleared the air, he was attempting CPR on, his, on the assailant. And uh, LeBron went instantly to, re- I think he revealed his name is what he did.
0: Oh yeah. The cop's
1: name. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the cop went into semi hiding. And of course that was a, you know, he had a rough day at the office to be in with. Nobody starts to shift one to kill somebody. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And, uh, I just—it's—it's it's unforgivable. I think the girl who I'll actually forgive, got shot—I'll forgive LeBron when when the uh, half a million law enforcement uh, officers in the United States do.
0: I think the girl who actually called the cops was the one who ended up getting shot too, right? Like she called the cops and then she pulled indeed. a knife. She was
1: indeed that 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 knife was on its downward plunge. To someone splayed backwards over a car. Yeah. Had he not shot her, she likely would have not survived it. The victim. Not the not the assailant who met an unfortunate fatal demise, lucky for the victim. What did someone
0: someone someone wrote something good here? Uh uh yeah, uh Augustus, LeBron made his kid get the injection. Can't be the greatest of all time and do that. I, I, I don't want to conv, conflate stats, but man, that's definitely a ding on your record.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, look, we can, we can, we can hope that sports authorities, sports figures, um, comport themselves with enough decorum and pride and uh, and uh, heroism that their life has purpose and outside of that it doesn't mean a fucking thing to be able to throw a ball in a hall it really doesn't their lives are their lives are fundamentally pointless until they can provide purpose to that by being an inspiration to whom to youth and uh, expecting a guy to be up to date on uh, politics or environmental issues or scientific (laughs) that's It's it's expecting too much, so you're left with you're left with charities and getting on one knee and signing autographs and signing shirts, patting a kid on the hat, you know, on the head, uh, being being an inspiration. Did you see that
0: stat on his school he opened? It was something like he opened up a school and not a single eighth grader in the last three years has passed the state's uh, math proficiency test.
1: What's the emphasis? Basketball? That's question.
0: Yeah, maybe. But it was supposed to be this great thing that he did, and now uh, no one's even getting educated there. You sent me this. God, this is crazy. This is good. This is so good that you sent me this. This is one of those things I probably watched like five times. This is the David Grohl thing and the drumming. Yeah. Did you know this before you saw this?
1: Caught me by surprise, but I, David Grohl always catches me surprised. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the man and his music.
0: Okay, here we go. This is nuts. Listen up, everyone. I'm
1: a good drummer because I'm the most basic
0: fucking drummer.
2: If you listen to Nevermind, the Nirvana record, I pulled so much stuff from the Gap Band and Cameo and Tony Thompson on every one of those songs. All that. Wow. That's old disco. That's all it is. <laughs> Can I not hear that? <laughs> Nobody makes the connection. That's straight up gap, man. I told Tony Thompson that I came to my house for a barbecue with somebody. And I was like, man, I just want to thank you because, you know, I owe so much. I've been ripping you off my whole life. He goes, I know. Whoa. That big disco flam. <clears throat> like,
0: it works every time. Saying that I'm a good... Hey, I want to ask you a question right here. This... He's going to make a statement here, David Grohl, like, hey, the reason why I'm such a good drummer is because I steal and then steal. And then Pharrell makes this face. Is Pharrell like, hey, is that the face of like, hey, quit being humble? Is that a drummer? Because I'm the most basic fucking drummer. If you listen to Nevermind. Is he like, oh, David, stop. You're not the most basic drummer. Quit saying that. God, it's so good. Uh oh. Tank Reeves, Gre- Grohl is a uh, Vax uh, pusher, but he sold. He, uh, Love Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, but he sold out. He's in the Hive. Doesn't? He, does he live down? There? You just, you just made Greg hate him too. Stop doing that.
1: No. <laughs> I don't expect a lot of pull-ups out of physicists, and I don't expect. Uh, uh, Intelligent politics out of drummers, and it's, it's easy to celebrate people that that you know physicists that can do pull ups when you find them, and a drummer that isn't an idiot on politics or economics. It's kind of nice, but but I, but I, from that, I don't I don't have a across the board expectation. That's that's like, uh, you know, we- that's like, that's like that's like being upset with Lauren Fisher for misspeaking. Right. What, what, what fool was listening?
0: Uh, William Fingerdo. I'm pretty sure you couldn't go to his concert if you didn't take the jab. Uh, Trevor Ottman going back to the allergies. I know. And it pisses me off because people try to downplay my son's allergies as just sensitivity issues. Real allergies get shit be- uh, because Becky with the f- flat butt gets the shits when she eats bread uh trevor the thing is this the thing is this i forget the exact study but there's this uh conventional wisdom that's popped up that don't introduce your kids to peanuts and honey until they're like five or six years old and then once they once they do the study they realize actually that what that doesn't protect your kid from food allergies that enhances them and causes them and it's it's by massive massive amounts it's like it really ends up being the cause and so I think that's also where it's at. And I'm curious, did you do that? Did you try to protect your kid from allergies? I knew it didn't make sense.
1: Yeah, what kind of allergy?
0: Uh, does, did, you, did you did you protect your kids from any of that stuff, Greg? Honey or peanut butter or any of that shit? Were you worried about that? I yeah. never was.
1: No. Yeah. I had heard though that the peanut allergy was, in, and was, was due to uh, the mistaken belief that kids uh, needed to be kept from it. But that idea was first floated to me at an MD, MDL one, we did uh, uh, with Brazilian physicians. And I had a group of Brazilian docs surround me, and asked me what I thought was up with peanut allergies because no one knew a doctor that had ever seen one in Brazil.
0: um trevor ottman Sevi. it's it's a dairy allergy we feed him pizza in eight months at eight months and he started to break out and wheeze uh blast Reventos. i'm sorry so you should expose to all kinds of foods and it acts as a shelter against allergies in a nutshell my kids do not get sick my kids are six six, six and eight they only break bones they don't get sick. no infections no nose infections no colds walk right through COVID and they walk around fucking barefoot with their hands in their mouth and they bathe nightly and uh, and they put on clean underwear two or three times a day and they train hard and they eat to the CrossFit prescription, mostly their diet. And yeah. And, and I introduced them. I believe that introducing kids to uh, that type of, I believe in the conventional wisdom that sleep with the dog in your bed and you're healthier. I do. I do. I believe all that. I believe that fighting off all of that stuff and and I believe vaginal birth birth and breastfeeding are, are, are important too. I believe all that. The quicker you can introduce your kids to that kind of shit, the better. Emily Kaplan, for example, I developed a deadly allergy to bees from having been stung a million times. Likewise, people who are allergic to certain meds. Isn't there isn't there some sort of study that Getting bit by a bee also, though, there's like a correlate to like less cancer or something. Wasn't there some crazy study like that, Greg? Does that ring a bell with you?
1: No, but I know someone that was diagnosed with uh, with uh, end-stage cam- cancer and uh, got stung by thousands of bees. It's an attempted remedy.
0: And it didn't work? Yeah, no. Uh, Christine, they get sick. heavy sure, okay, fine. They get sick, but what I'm saying is, it doesn't manifest as anything. I, 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 you'll never come out. You never. You'll never. Um. You'll never hear from me. My kids are sick. I can't come to your house, or you can't come to uh-huh. my house. My kids are sick. You don't hear that. You won't hear that from me. Here we come. You won't see snot running from my kids' uh, face. You just don't. Ah, uh, T. Watkins, allergies grow. I basically wallowed in dirt as a kid; zero protection ever. Now I can't go outside in the fall. Something is going on outside of human adaptation. Well, I, th- I think do people do get out? A- uh, you're talking about um, uh, those. I, I I don't I don't think of those. I see what you mean by allergies. You're talking about just like pollen and shit blown around. I think that that does come at a later age, right? I've had that a couple times in my life, not every year. Do you get allergies?
1: When I, uh, if I, uh, I discovered years ago that if I, if I had a jelly donut, I was allergic to my kid's rat.
0: I mean, you I think, it's the, oh, you think the sugar in there compromised your immune system and that's what made you allergic to it? Or?
1: I know that if I had a jelly donut for a day or two, if I had any exposure to the rat, I would, I, my eyes would glass over and itch and. It was it was kind of nasty. And if I if I without an elevated blood sugar, I was I was fine with the rat. So am I allergic to the rat or the jelly donut? Or is it the jelly donut rat combo? <laughs> I think you can eat in a manner that'll make you allergic to everything, including yourself. That's what I believe. I believe that I believe that sugar is a is a well-established path to autoimmune disorder and obesity and cancer and polycystic ovarian disease and endometriosis and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. I mean we've long floated a list of what is it, 45, 50. Horrific maladies that have all been associated with uh, with uh, hyperglycemia. Uh,
0: Miss Kaplan, was- the
1: whole subject's almost boring at this point. In fact, oh. it, was boring, it was boring when I was delivering the nutrition lectures. I remember the one that was considered one of our better that I did at uh, Quantico and I started off like, I hate this. I hate, I hate doing the nutrition thing.
0: But, but, but it's vital. It's, It's the base of the pyramid, right? It's vital. I mean, you said yourself many times, Hey, I'm the fitness guy, but if you have to fix one thing, fix your diet before you fix your fitness.
1: Yeah. If in a fully captive world, if I could run CrossFit Island, um, we'd eat right for a month before anyone would do any exercise you'd, you'd have long come to terms with the chicken and broccoli the salmon and asparagus the the sirloin and and, uh, and brussels sprouts before you had exerted yourself hard to run a gym that way
0: uh, but, but why would it bore you
1: it's got a groundhog day quality to it. We keep coming back to the same fucking issues. I think the progress we made in the last decade is lost.
0: Oh, what specifically through CrossFit or just, you mean to humanity yeah, as a yeah, whole or yeah, both?
1: Yeah. 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 I think CrossFit's given up on, on nutrition. And I think that the, uh, the uh, shape and men's fitness and men's health and all of those things are, are creeping back. I'm seeing isolation exercises and, you know, things, things are going back to where the profits are greatest for the food industry. So if we were to draw a graph,
0: more CrossFitters are eating cereal now than they were 10 years ago.
1: I, listen, I, I don't really know or care, but it
0: seems that way to me. Right. Right, just from just looking around, I agree. I totally agree. I saw, I saw, um, this company. I should make sure I'm pulling. Uh, I have it right. I saw a nutrition company. I think it's called RP Strength, uh, supporting Snicker bars. Uh, did I see that right? Is that what? It, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I apologize, RP Strength. If it wasn't you there was some there was some nutrition company that was pushing that's in the crossfit space that was pushing um snicker bars the other day i was like wow we really have come a long way it was like which which one do you choose it was a trip hey do you have any do you have any what do you have any thoughts on that like there's this whole thing about, uh, you know, people being authentic and, and you know who they are. There's people in the CrossFit space. They'll, they'll eat a cake or a cookie and they'll post it on their Instagram. And my thing is, is like, hey, and, and they think that they're doing it to show like, hey, I'm just human and I'm just showing you um, what I'm doing and that it's OK to not be perfect. And my feeling is, is fuck you. Keep that shit to yourself. Why are you posting a picture of a piece of cake so that someone else sees it and wants it? It reminds me of that show Mad Men I used to watch. The guy's always smoking cigarettes and taking shots of whiskey, and I, it made me want to smoke cigarettes and take shots of whiskey. It's like you're not being inauthentic by not showing every Tom, Dick, and Harry all your shitty habits. Do your best. Don't lie and do your best to 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 share things with people that lead them in the right direction. They don't need to know you're fucking chugging five Cokes a day. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: Not really. Not really. Oh. hey Sivan, hi hey um nice to talk to you i wanted to ask greg a question if if, if i could
0: well, hold on let me let me let me check with him greg can this guy ask you a question you can certainly start one yeah you can start one
2: <laughs> thanks hey greg do you do you believe that your typical um affiliate going crossfitter um, you know, maybe competitive to an extent, but definitely not an elite sense. Uh, would you say that person should be in ketosis?
1: Good question. Is there, is there a, look, in ketosis, are we referring to uh, expressing a certain amount of ketones, whether through urine or breath, or are we talking about the process, the natural process by which the long fatty acid chains are cleaved into their constituent components that are ketones?
3: I was on a phone conversation
1: once where where, uh, uh, Moro Di Pasquale and Barry Sears were arguing or discussing this point and morrow said to barry barry if you know of a process by which a fat molecule is burned other than ketosis why don't you explain that right now and it it was silence and i was like wow i just learned something um i do believe in burning fat rather than storing it that process is ketosis whether you're expressing a whole lot of ketones or not i don't care so much but what I would like to do is I would like to see uh, triglycerides too low to register, so a non-meaningful result, something under 75, where we, we know you've broken the, the system for detection. I'd like to see a, a, a A1C 5-ish. And I'd like to see a uh, ratio of, uh, of EPA to arachidonic acid less than 1. And I don't really care which of those you do. I don't think you can do one without the other two. And the strategies by which you can accomplish that would look like don't eat white foods, eat from the good side of the food list, the South Beach diet, um, intermittent fasting, uh, the zone, uh, the the paleo. I, I don't care how you reduce your blood sugar, but do it and and i i you know someone said to me the other day did you know that crossfit is no longer officially doing the zone and i go listen we, we i promoted the zone because it, at least for a while it seemed like most everyone could do arithmetic and if you could do arithmetic you could kind of put yourself in the sweet spot we're in an era now where people can't do arithmetic and so it doesn't work so well but but uh I have been fairly agnostic as to approach while being consistent as to the results. And again, I'll give you three markers, a suppressed A1C in the space of five, uh, triglycerides uh, below meaningful results and uh, uh, an EPA to arachidonic acid uh, level less than one, one one or lower. And if you accomplish that, I think that the amount of energy you spend beyond that thinking about nutrition, um, it's uh, you're into some other space, some kind of meditative horseshit that's a waste of your time, really. And, and the approaches to that, I mean, people have done it by only don't eat anything that's got a nutrition food label on it. That'll get you there. I have a stepbrother that says nutrition was all nonsense. Just don't eat white foods. And I'm like, so what are you talking about? He didn't mention milk, but he did mention sugar, right? And he mentioned flour. And it was interesting. It's like, yeah, wow, it's a pretty good list of white foods. He left salt off of that. That was good. But whatever paradigm gets you to not eat uh, 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 foods that chronically elevate blood sugar will will get you there.
2: Right, but if if you do that, I think you will be in ketosis. I, I I'm familiar with the metrics that you
1: right? if, Ketosis is the process by which your fat is burned, and you can you can burn it, store it, or shit it.
2: Isn't there a threshold though, uh, or or at least some kind of? I wouldn't say it's a it's a, um, a narrow line, but there is a blurry line in which you are burning fat for energy. And if you're not in that threshold, you are um, seeking to burn carbohydrates for energy. Um, the, the reason I'm asking is because I've, I've been in ketosis and I've actually uh, recreationally gotten myself out of ketosis um, just to explore it. And my fitness um, is better is clearly better when I'm in ketosis, um, at least for CrossFit type workouts. So strength training, uh, interval training and, and stuff like MRF, um, up to an hour of, of exertion. I'm good. I'm also good for all day level two stuff. The thing that I do not think I could do, um, without some kind of failure, um, is something like a marathon, like maybe like zone three for three or four hours. um, I think, you know, I would just run out of energy or I would need to consume, consume some kind of energy during that, during that, um, workout. Um, cause I, I keep hearing you say, you know, eat less processed carbs, carbs are bad. Um, and I'm just wondering if, if your advice is really that general or if you're regular, regular people, and let's talk about regular people, people that, you know, maybe show up to CrossFit three times a week. Don't take it too seriously. Don't go into metabolic distress. You know, a typical CrossFitter who's doing it and getting a lot out of it. Um, you know, following good nutrition protocol and working out three times a day or three times a week, all the way to your, you know, more competitive guy that goes to the gym every day, um, competes with fellow athletes, you know, competes in the open, maybe does some some small competitions in town. Um, I do feel like elite athletes should not be in ketosis. They actually require carbohydrates to perform uh, to, to their best level. And I, as far as I know, none of the elite athletes that are going to the games or taking, or going to semifinals um, are restricting carbs at all. In fact, I think they, they embrace carbs um, pretty wholeheartedly.
0: I don't think there's one. And, I think you're right. I don't think there is one... Um, low-carb games athlete Uh, that's a great question i wonder if there is i don't think there is
2: i really doubt it i i don't think that you could perform to that level you would just there might be one of them but they're not making it to semifinals right right
1: I, i don't know you're basically
0: the thing you're talking about also is the mitochondria right there's two mitochondria can burn uh uh, sugar or ketones right i mean at the end of the day that's what you're referencing and you're wondering is like hey is it good to stay in a state where your mitochondria is just constantly burning ketones and and doesn't use carbs
2: right yeah i I don't know about the mitochondria i don't know the the level to that chemistry but right burning fat directly um, as opposed to burning carbohydrates. I thought there was a threshold. Um, and that's what gets you into ketosis, d- decides whether you're in ketosis or not. I know there's a little bit of blurry line somewhere in there, but there is a threshold. To, and, and and I've felt that several times. Because like I said, I've purposely gone back and forth. I have a very controlled diet. I, I consume all my own food, all raw ingredients. Um, I really don't buy anything. The only thing I buy with a nutrition label is probably cheese. Uh, everything else I make I probably consume 10 to 15 ing- Ingredients a day
0: I encourage anyone who wants to continue This discussion by the way to bomb this guy This is a uh, Dr. Tom Siskron Friend of Greg's And uh, he's been in ketosis He's a big dude he, He's probably like 6'3 Greg
1: Yeah but he's also uh, what, what our caller would have described As kind of a moderate performer
0: Yeah but he lives in ketosis and, and he's and he's, a, and he's
2: also older he's also an older fellow right, right, right um, yeah, probably 50 45 50 yeah
1: look my my games athletes our games athletes come to us and output at levels far beyond um, a healthy training stimulus what they do for the right for the the games is is non-sustainable, and and most of them are wrecked and commit to a considerable period of recovery post games. Correct, Savan?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And so, and there's also uh, possibly reason to believe that um, that they are in significant numbers engaged in uh, 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 supplementation that probably also isn't, isn't uh, well suited to the organism other than in short-term efforts. I've, I've not tried to draw, uh, I've been careful in the lessons I've drawn from the games athletes. Because when I listen to them, I hear that there's no way to win without compression fabrics, but the following year, that's no longer true. And I hear them say that if you don't ice bath between workouts, there's no way to win this thing. And the following year, that's not true. And then the following year, they tell me that unless you put this bright colored tape all over your knees and ribs and back and shoulders, you're not going to win anything. And the next year, none of that's true. Was it true each of those years? Was it true that in that year, if without an ice bath, you had no chance? Was it true? I I think the fuckers got lucky socks. Um,
2: Yes, but the difference between those examples that you gave and and what I'm talking about is what we all just talked about. We don't know a single elite athlete in semifinals which of course we don't know everybody in semifinals because it's there's a much larger field of athletes there, but at least in the games no one no one is restricting carbohydrates. So just by that evolution, we could assume that carbohydrates are required um, uh, to hey, perform hey, to that hey, hey. level.
1: They may very well be. I don't know. But what I'm going to tell you is that an athlete's characterization of their eating means next to nothing to me. I can't tell you how many kids have told me that they eat a high-carb diet because they got these giant salads they're eating full of meat and oils. And when you do the math on it, their high-carb diet was actually uh, restricted carbohydrate, low glycemic, moderate in protein, and high in fat. I don't. You know, it's uh, we do this at home all the time. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's so far to Grandma's house. Well, it's it's actually it's 18 miles. We don't need to attach fuzzy language to it. You know, it's 18 <laughs> miles, and that's if you're crawling, that's long. If we're driving, it's not far. I don't know. It's, but uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a sense of what the athletes eat. I feel confident that they're able to articulate it in a meaningful way. Um, have you ever sat at a table at games, of athletes? No, so, but
2: you know, if you it's it's out of their I don't.
1: You, and and you may be right. I'm I'm willing to concede that you can't win the games without uh, uh, carbohydrate. That might be the case. I don't know. I, don't
0: know. I think that there's almost this pride these days of like, hey, I eat 500 grams a day. Do you feel that collar? Like that there's almost like they put it on their Instagram that there's a pride of how much carbs that they eat now.
2: And that's what I, yes, and that's what I'm saying. And and what Greg is saying, we don't eat. I think we we know we know from their Instagram profiles. It seems like they post everything, um, and they're like Savan says they're proud of consuming carbs. So when they're eating a Snickers bar, or whatever, like we know about it. And, um, and maybe and, they're not and, showing a picture of their eggs and bacon in the morning. True that, but they're eating that Snickers bar. They're eating bread. They're proud. They're proud of that. Right. And I think that's kind of a good message too, that, um, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a good message, but it's like, Hey, I'm working so hard. I could eat this whole loaf of bread. And I still look the way I do. And, and Fraser
0: did walk back that Snicker bar thing by, the, I, I'm pretty sure he did. I've heard him walk back a few times. Like, Hey guys, I told you I eat Snicker bars and drink a Coke. like, Listen, you are not fucking me. And I do not do that now that I'm not, uh, not a games athlete. My shit is like back to um, meat and vegetables. Yeah. The, problem,
1: the problem in sugar is in part uh, inducing fat storage and in part the burning of the sugar itself. So if, if you're consuming uh, 5,000 calories a day of, of uh, fructose or sucrose – And burning it all off, uh, I would expect you to be headed rapidly towards metabolic derangement, cardiovascular disease, and other problems. The problem is in the burning of the sugar. The problem is in the storage of the sugar. There's nothing with the sugar does that I like. Right.
2: But there's there's other things the sugar does, right? You know, it, it does affect recovery in a way. Um, you know, these, these athletes aren't storing the, the sugar. These athletes consume, they're not storing as fat.
1: That's not the worst of what sugar does. It's the, it's the glycation of, of, of brain tissue, the glycation of red blood cells, uh, the decreased cell membrane, brain motility. And I believe all those things are still underway even if you're burning it and not storing fat and using it for energy.
0: All fuels don't burn
2: equally. Right. And consuming sugar is bad. And if you're an elite athlete and we presume that you need carbohydrates to be an elite CrossFit level athlete, you uh, are affecting your health uh, negatively by just being... A lot
1: steroid use, yes. Performance enhancing or not. Uh, it gives me great concern. Listen, I've lived long enough to know elite athletes that drop dead from cardiovascular disease, eating a diet where they were burning so, uh, all the excess calories. The year that Sammy Inkinen yeah. won the won the professional division of the Ironman, he was di- diagnosed as a diabetic. And, he, and right up to the diagnosis, he could have said, I'm burning all the sugar. I'm burning it. Yes, you are. You're burning it. And you're also a diabetic and you're going to be burning sugar with cancer and you are going to be burning sugar with your heart disease and you may get a pass on obesity, probably not hypertension though.
0: So the caller was asking, should, should everyday CrossFitters be in ketosis? Should they, should, and your answer is, is, Hey, uh, stay away from the refined carbohydrates.
1: I would, I would try to eat a diet that conceivably you could have harvested from your garden in the past couple of days. And a Snickers bar is yeah. not going to be in that. And neither is, neither is the loaf of bread. That would be my be my preference. And, and so I
2: don't... I'm taking t- 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 what you're saying as is, is being in ketosis. Because I think if you eat that way, you you will inevitably be in ketosis. I've
1: got, Unless I, you're
2: just eating...
1: I need a definition for being in ketosis. And I... I, I it, I don't really care which one you'd pick, but there's a, there's a lot of definitions and there's a lot of ways to test and but I, I think I think you could eat per- perfectly that is in the sense it maximizes health and not know what a ketone is. I don't, sure. think, I, don't, I don't think being sensitive to ketones is an aid in any way, shape or form. Some people it's the only way they're going to do it. so fine.
2: okay thank you yeah thanks for uh thanks for filling in question and uh thanks uh, for taking the call
0: yeah great conversation thank you
2: you guys take it easy
0: later brother uh heidi uh here we go this is a good one heidi kroom has greg developed an education pyramid what is the most important base for education up to the final tip
1: yeah, my sense of it is, and what I'm doing with uh, with my homeschooling effort is, uh, is uh, we're working cognitive skills, and it's kind of this qualitative and quantitative reasoning, and it boils down in application to uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, the three R's, very very basic. And so we're instead of learning uh, uh, the state capitals, I got little kids that can find the uh, the uh, 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 least common multiple of numbers, you know, prime factorization, diagram sentences, that kind of thing. Kind of got my own take on it. Let me see the question again.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, Hi. uh, Has Greg developed an education pyramid? What is the most important uh, at the base for education up to the final tip?
1: Yeah, I think that cognitive skills contextualize in the in a landscape of knowledge, useful knowledge, and so it's really fun to to teach a teach a skill, and then and then find application and knowledge for it. It was a great moment for me the other day when I was driving with my eight year old, and he says, "So it's almost a thousand miles to Santa Cruz," and I go, "Yeah," and he says, "Wait, Dad, is that is that?" Is that over five million feet? And I was like, oh man, that's good. Yeah, it's exactly where it is. It's 5,280,000 feet in a thousand miles, you know? Yeah. You so tell that's mom awesome. about that and she's like, how did you do that? And I was like, he's good, he's good. He's just took a basic skill and, and gave it application to a particular instance. I don't want to teach my kids things that they can readily look up. Does that answer Heidi's question?
0: Yes. Well, it's a start. Is there going to be? it? Let me ask you. Let me put. <laughs> is, are you? Would you make a pyramid? Are you going to make a pyramid?
1: Yeah, I've kind of got. So, I've kind of got something brewing. Kind of doing it. My kids are going to be able to do uh, uh, calculus and uh, diagram sentences, read anything, and write masterfully on it, forcefully, using a uh, good. Uh, uh, grammar and punctuation with proper usage, and maybe even some uh, modicum of uh, uh, flourish in uh, rhetorical skills and devices. I think that's easily expected of 17-year-olds.
0: Uh, Zach Jones, fructose can only be processed by the liver. If you overdo that, you're working your liver too hard. That's part of why sugar is so bad. Uh, Emily Kaplan, uh, Bob, Bob is her husband, has been low-carb for decades, and when he was in deep ketosis is when he beat the world record for weighted pull-ups. So I don't think people should be worried about ketosis hurting performance. Well, shit.
2: Yeah, Heidi, you.
0: oh, my God, Sevy, please hang up. Okay, fine. Go ahead, Greg, sorry.
1: Yeah, and uh, someone would argue that the weighted pull-up might be more consistent with a Uh, state of deep ketosis than would say uh, 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 three workouts in the course of a day for the games
0: physio tape ice baths compression socks zone two glucose oversaturated pro athletes are subject to fads more so than ordinary people always looking for edge over their competitors fair enough
1: thank you thank you clock hey listen in hanging out with baseball players, I got introduced to lucky socks and a flight would delay over lucky socks. I mean, it could, you know, it's, it was crazy. The amount of superstition the, the the elite games athletes, they're really interesting characters. I shouldn't say much more than that, but it's an interesting group of people.
0: Because it's not nice. If you say more, it could be hurt. Someone's feelings.
1: They're 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 fixated on themselves and their performance past the point of being able to engage in interesting conversation.
0: Mm, okay, that's fair enough. The, yep.
1: That's that's what I've seen. You've seen me at the athlete's table, and then I'm going to move to the trainer's table, and if I can, I'd like to be eventually end up at setting's table. You know,
0: Eaton Beaver. Uh, good morning, uh, Coach. For all the knowledge being shared, thank you. <laughs> No, thank I you. Think
1: we've, I think we've I think nutrition's been overthought. And typically when we overthink it, we start missing, we move away from the important part. I can't I can't justify the example of fructose came up. I'll run with it. This stuff's poisonous, and I can't I can't make a good excuse to run it through the system. Not for storage, not for burning, not for mitochondrial derangement. Uh, I don't like it.
0: Blas, it makes so much sense. Coach, uh, you're one of the best teachers I've ever listened to. An education program developed by you would be so cool uh, dildo does eating beaver put you in ketosis asking for a friend yes well it's more of a fasting protocol I'm going to leave that one alone thank you Greg from Heidi Krum
1: thanks Heidi did I answer the question
0: she wanted me to hang up on the guy <laughs> Joe Westerlin, the three to five times a week attendee of CrossFit classes who trains for one hour and does one element, strength training or MetCon, should consume MVNSSFL.
1: Nuts and seeds, some fruit, little sugar, no starch.
0: To amount of uh, society. Till they're full. Should consume until they're full.
1: You know, when people would do Atkins, um, and I on being introduced to it in the early 80s, late 70s, whatever it was, gave it a whirl. And I remember day one, I think I consumed 15,000 calories. I had a pound of bacon and a stick of butter and a chicken or whatever. Yeah. And day two, kind of tried it again, but with an extraordinary diminution in enthusiasm for the fair. Day three... The plan was, I don't want to eat shit today. And next thing you know, (laughs) you're, you're in ketosis and you're not eating shit. And you're not, you don't really want a pound of bacon and you really don't want to, to eat a stick of butter. And then there were criticisms that, well, it just reduces your appetite. You eat less. So the very people that are saying you need to eat fewer calories are saying that Atkins doesn't work because you lose interest in food and you eat less. And I'm, I'm laughing that the, the real takeaway that was missed is that all of our irrational food choices are, are around uh, uh, high glycemic fare. What are we about your irrational food choices? Let's start with the most obvious, and that's the gluttony of eating hand over fist unable to stop yourself. And I think we've all had the experience of having an Oreo, then two, then four, then eight, then sixteen. And guess what? the bag's fucking gone. And if there's another bag, you might pop it open or sitting there at the bar eating that fucking bar mix, hand this oh, yeah. this, and you're telling yourself, yeah. I don't even like this shit, but when he fills the bowl, I'm going to have some more of it, right? I maintain no one's ever done that with eggs. No one mm-hmm. ever had an egg, then two, then four, finished the dozen, and they're going to get in the fucking car and go back and get another dozen eggs. You don't see it. And so one of the things that happens on Atkins is that when I told you you can't have your bananas and you can't have uh, uh, your candy bars there's a calming that takes place and you all right I'll have a little bit of chicken and maybe some broccoli here <laughs> and and this and what appears on the plate starts to look normal and the gluttony the gluttony's gone look at what's in the fat girl's cart hey.
0: Do you think that anyone's supposed to be fat? No. But Greg, this is my this is what my body wants. This is how I feel best. Yeah. And and and, and I'm and I'm I'm five eight, two hundred and thirty eight pounds. Think that's anyone's natural body weight? Like
1: if you if you if you if you really think that that's how you're meant to be. Hmm. Um. You probably are of such an ideological persuasion that you could find an easy out by just uh identifying yourself as skinny and hold it up to everyone else that doesn't see you that way as being some kind of uh evil person. Right. Or you're not playing along in your fancy world. Like a guy with a dick that wants me to call him ma'am. Right. Or I have a problem. Right. See, once we're in the space of of mommy has a dick and daddy's trying to get pregnant, anything's possible. Right. Anything you want, it doesn't matter anymore. We're completely off of the off of the the uh, the intellectual uh, range. We're in idiot space, and you can say any fucking thing you want. It doesn't matter anymore. The words don't matter. The facts don't matter. It's a, it's a, it's a willfully induced stupidity. And it's probably for many people, the last decision they'll ever make. Why is that? What do you mean by that? Well, they just, now they just get to be like the, all the idiots.
2: Oh, right, right.
1: Oh, you can't say blind. That's a, that's a bad word. Blind. You no know, People aren't blind anymore. They're sightless. What kind <laughs> of fucking senseless piece of shit called someone blind? Right. What an asshole. I have, I have a kid that's sightless. You know how bad he feels when you call him blind? And this just pops up overnight, and everyone that didn't get the message is, is no good? Absurd. It's absurd.
0: I, I remember uh, being a kid about and learning about political correctness and how it, it was like that. We had an oriental rug in my house, and overnight, one day, you just weren't allowed to say the word oriental anymore couldn't call our rug an oriental rug but i didn't even question it i was like yes of course i would, I would never do that
1: the so inappropriate. Old. right right
0: yeah there's all sorts of things like that right you can't you you can say that black people are uh, chinese people like rice but you can't say black people like chicken right it's like but, but you can say armenians like baklava
1: if you say black people like chicken, that's okay. You say fried chicken and you're the Klansman. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: How, how it's cooked. Uh, Chris Beasterfield, your monthly subscription of $9.99. Hey, did you do that? I, I've seen you cook a lot of fucking things. I've never seen you do that, where you take a fryer. The, the only, you know, when I went and visited Rich Froney one time, one of his friends did that. It was the first time I'd ever been anywhere where I think maybe it maybe 35 years old was the first time I ever ate fried chicken. I don't think I was ever allowed to eat fried chicken as a kid. But they basically take this big pot and they put it out in the driveway. It's like a fire hazard cooking like this, I guess. And everyone gathers around. And I think maybe they set a turkey or a chicken in there and they fried it. I've never seen you do that. Do you own one of those? That seems like being that you're from you've got Alabama. I mean a turkey when Thanksgiving. And you put it in the fryer like that? Yeah. Do you own one? Do you own one of those things that you take out to the driveway and fry?
1: No, I I wouldn't do it again, you know. <laughs> it, was so- it, it was good. it was cool. I'm not but it was it was a lot of work.
0: And stressful, right? The whole the whole thing was stressful as fuck, I remember. Everyone's out there giggling and laughing and
1: As long as we've we talked food stuff, I there's a process broasting and it's it's a deep frying pressure cooking. Uh-huh. And so you got a big pressure cooker? And you load it with peanut oil or whatever the hell you're using. And uh, you can put a whole bird in it and it'll and under pressure and deep fry, it'll cook within minutes. It's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I I I would buy a, We we used to go to a place, my brother's barbecue in the San Fernando Valley that had you'd order the fried chicken and it would come up six minutes later and be too hot to eat for 20 minutes seriously you show up in six minutes and too hot to eat for 20 and you and and 20 minutes later you pop it open and get a blast of steam but uh it comes out moist it's amazing
3: oh
0: that's a fucking serious machine
1: yeah there's a the taco bell pressure cooker um works perfect for it and it's a it's a simpler device than any of these but oh, bro's thing's cool. Super fast, super clean.
0: Is it? Is it pretty much a, a commercial phenomenon? Like you you've know, been anywhere-
1: I, I, I knew it from my brother's barbecue. And see, that was commercial as fuck, even though it was right down the street from me. And we were in there three days a week. Um, And I've not seen it much elsewhere. But I can tell you it worked spectacularly. And I've yeah, always...
0: Sorry, go ahead. So I,
1: have, I, I would go back to that. I would do that today. You want to go get it? Go to a restaurant supply place today and get a pressure cooker <laughs> and five gallons of oil and cook a chicken.
2: Twelve thousand dollar roaster. No,
1: the, the pressure cookers aren't that much.
0: Oh, is the pressure cooker this? I think I think my wife always has one of those going on the on the counter. That's the thing that goes. Psh, psh,
1: psh. Yeah, and that's a that's the modern kind of what the Instapot or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, Instapot. It's got a lid and you crank it and it's like you hear metal on metal.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a little more industrial one that looks like uh it looks like munitions.
0: Yeah, we always have something going in that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty low pressure.
0: And everything that comes out of there is I like everything that comes out of there. My wife thinks it's bland, but I like it. Oh yeah, someone said Instapot.
1: I'm gonna show you a pressure cooker. This is the one I'll send for via text. I don't know how to. This uh is Jake the... Chat oh this is the one seven that I'm familiar with.
0: Are you sending me a link?
1: Yeah, in a text.
0: Okay. Oh, Emily just sent me a cool graphic. And this is what I call
1: your Taco Bell pressure cooker. I actually had a little more industrial one. Oh, yeah, that's wow. That's that's actually beautiful. Here's the here's the better one. Here's the better one. You can really crank down.
0: I'll pull up. I'll pull up both. God, that thing's pretty. Dang. Is there a danger element to that, Greg? Not like Taking dangerous. the cap off your radiator? a
1: knee valve that blows. Okay. Here's the better one.
0: Wow. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: This thing's absurd. God. Where do you put that? Jeez, Louise, you, you really crank that thing down. Yeah, that thing has a kind of a scary feel to it. Like that thing would blow off and, and knock out a tooth. 15.5 car, quarts. How big is that? You could put a whole turkey in there?
1: No, not that one. But I've had I've I had a pair of them that were uh that were uh maybe two feet tall, so probably twice, two and a half times, you know, 30, 45 quart.
0: So this thing has a plug to it
1: somewhere. Yeah, there's a valve that'll blow, and it lets out pressure, and you can set that amount. And...
0: Yeah, that's cool. Damn, that green one's cool too.
1: But anyways, that's broasting. Whatever we got on that subject.
0: Oh, you don't look at that thing. Just sits on the stove. You don't plug that in. No. Yeah. Oh shit, I thought you plugged that in. That's Not just a pot. Put
1: it on the stove, put the burner to it. Okay, see, look, they got a 41 quarter there on that uh the one with yeah. The one. I had a pair of those.
0: Damn. 17 minutes to depressurize. Did you see that? Uh yeah.
1: You gotta let it cool down. Dang. Hey, this is the what everyone used for canning once upon a time.
0: What it looked like that? Oh, oh, that's what, and that's what he's doing right there, right? Jarring canning.
1: Yeah, yeah, canning vegetables.
0: What does that do to put to What does that do? What's well, the phenomenon it, on there?
1: Put asparagus in a jar that'll last for years.
0: And but what is heating it up to fucking a gazillion degrees under pressure due to it?
1: Well, you you put the the canning jar with the seal and the ring uh, semi-tight, but not cinched down. And then once it cools you open it, you cinch it down. And as it cools, it's under vacuum and the contents are sterilized. It's the same thing you're doing when you buy a can of tuna, except this is in a jar. It's been superheated in the container, then sealed from the outside world. And if it preserves the seal and it doesn't, you know, if if, if it goes bad inside, you get a poof to the lid. Oh, oh, right. And you'll know it's no good.
0: Uh, Ms. Riddell, it seals it for years. Indeed. Uh, Fiona, uh, heating up kills all the bacteria if any is in the food. That's it. Jeez, Daniel, what are you talking about? I pressure cooked sewage once. We're done analyzing. It. it smells like you'd expect, maybe worse. My God, fuck! All right, are you? Um, am I seeing you today? Uh, I mean, like, I'm. Mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm gonna see you yeah, a bit. But, we're but around. are you? I'm head. I'm going out with your kids in a few minutes. Are you coming? Oh, you're going to eating. Yeah. What we got? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, come out there. Hang with me. They're going to be there an hour. We could go get something to eat or something, too.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: All right. Hey, thank you for coming on. You're reworking. Yeah, and congratulations on the chalkboard. Looks good back there.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you know, I got the chalkboard and the glass board now.
0: Yeah, it's cool. What was on that wall? I don't, was anything, nothing was on that wall where the chalkboard is? I don't remember uh, anything. Yeah, I something
1: hanging, some kind of, I don't remember
0: what. That's the corner that I normally sit in. Are you going to put that chair back in there?
1: You know, I'm crowded in here with, we left Idaho, headed for Scottsdale, on my way to Europe, coming back, going to the Seychelles before going back to Scottsdale. And so this last move uh, had, was the first leg of five different trips. And so I'm kind of sitting in a pile of my own shit here, um, but I'll get I'll get that squared away in the next few days.
0: And when you you're um, the next time we do a show, there's a good chance you'll be in um, Switzerland. Are you gonna have your computer with you, or, or you'll yeah, do it yeah, on your? It okay, because I I think you could do it on your iPad.
1: I'm not afraid.
0: Okay. All right, dude. Uh, I, got, I will. Uh,
1: I'm my, uh, MacBook Air.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. The new
1: strong one. So, all
0: right, bitching. Oh, new iPhone comes out today, too. The 15. See, and I think it has some significant camera improvements, which is always like my favorite part.
1: Let's run over to uh Los Gatos.
0: All right, I would love to do that, too.
1: All right, bye everyone. You're great. Everyone's really kind. So, all right, it's a neat community, a lot of good friends.
0: All right, dude, I will uh, give you a call in uh, five or ten minutes when I'm headed over. Bye. The skate park. Okay, bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Glassman, thanks for joining us. These are probably my favorite shows each week, uh, Beast Cakes 23. Thanks. Um, I'm 12 minutes behind now. I had to take my hot girl walk. Oh, is that where you just like walk around the neighborhood and let dudes look at you? You know, what's fun. Uh, Greg Glassman is the Jordan Peterson for fitness. Have they connected? I was at dinner a couple days ago with a guy. Uh, former CEO, uh, uh, CEO of big tech company. And Greg was at the dinner. And and Dave was at the dinner. And then there was another seal at, at the dinner. Who was missing a finger who told us a great story of how he lost his finger trying to kill a 600 pound pig that's the story for another day but um that guy was good friends with jordan peterson a regular contact like I think maybe daily contact with um, mr peterson and so when i heard that and him talking to greg about it i was like oh shit it's going to be inevitable that those two um run into each other i am not going to europe i didn't even have um Greg has always been very generous to uh, myself and my family and I didn't even have passports. So we, we actually just applied for passports for my entire family, thousand bucks to get passports, not even expedited for a family of five. If you want to leave the, the land of the free. Um, Daniel Garrity, Sevy, do you know Matt Holdsworth? Yes, I know him very well. The former CFO, yes. He still works for Greg. I just hung out with his brother-in-law and heard some great Greg stories. All right, guys, I'm off. Thank you. Um, tomorrow, oh, we got Haley Adams um, coming on this week. I'm excited. Ask her what happened. Hey, what happened? Oh, my, my wife just sent me a very interesting text. I wonder what that's about. Never say never. Did I say the word never? <laughs> if, every show I have Greg on, by the way, I hear him say stuff that I've never heard before. In this show, there were two things that I heard that I've never heard him say before that are really uh, ca- ca- caught me off guard. I'm wondering if you guys heard them also. I'm not going to say what they are. I'm just curious if you guys heard them. we did sebi did you guys chat about lauren fisher's post love the virtue signaling in the comments over there i didn't no one sends me nudes I, my generation missed all that i my gen, i don't think my generation did dick pics or nudes or at least i i never was in those circles anyway okay i'm off uh, oh yeah i was looking to see who's going to be on the show tomorrow what is today today's tuesday Oh, tomorrow, Athena Perez. That's going to be fun. Um, Athena Perez uh, was on the uh, DEI Council at um, CrossFit Inc. I'll ask her about how that went and what hap- what's gone on since uh, I haven't talked to her about that in a while. I'll be asking her. I know that she was um, working with, uh, I think maybe she was working on getting shirts for larger bodied uh, CrossFitters. That was one of her passions, uh, starting a business around that or, or seeing if Noble or other people would provide that. So I'll be asking her about that kind of, kind of stuff and uh, just talk to her about what's going on in her life with her business, Scaled Nation. But most importantly, I would just want to get the details for everyone so that they know what the seminar is that she's teaching and that her team is teaching on September 30th and other dates. There's a whole shitload of dates if you go to the Scaled Nation website. Um, It's a seminar, uh, how to coach larger uh, bodied athletes. And she's doing a seminar on September 30th, just up the road from my house, 70 miles. And so I'm going to be attending. And uh, so I just want to just connect with her and, you know, talk to her about that. So you guys can sit in on that conversation, but I'll ask her some other stuff too. She's, she's, she's seen a lot. I think I, I'm pretty sure Athena also went to DC to testify that she actually witnessed voter fraud. So I and, I and I don't remember that story, but I'll ask her about that too. Dig into that. She's a very interesting, very intelligent person. Uh, she's the author of a book, uh, which I ended up uh, listening to the audiobook. I forget the name of it. Great fucking book. She has a great reading voice too. Uh, Joe Westerlin, I sat three feet from JP and listened to eight lectures. JP. Oh, I sat three feet from Jordan Peterson and listened to eight lectures. The connection with CF. Oh, interesting. Joe's saying that basically someone in the CrossFit community hooked him up to going to some Jordan Peterson lectures. You just keep... uh, uh, What is larger than XXL? You just... Keep putting X's in it. Just keep putting X's in it. I think. We can ask tomorrow.
2: Mm, Bye-bye.